Jesus. So how how's the STD coming along? Oh man, it itches. It's burning. Are we recording? <laughs> hey, welcome to Smash and Grab Comics. <laughs> this is of course Tyler, the beard of comics. Hey. This is JP, the Peach Fuzz of comics. Peach Fuzz. No, it's looking good. I even posted a photo. On, oh, look at that. My my niece's grandmother is replying to me again. Aw, how sweet. Uh, um, earlier I got into a little um, weird spat oh, no. with a guy. As Tyler does. I know. Another Tyler altercation. I, I don't know what it is. Something you're about a, just... something about me drives people to anger. The hate you give, man. Uh, so anyway, this Kavanaugh thing, um, yeah, so apparently some bishop, not Catholic, I was informed, uh, some bishop said that he should be absolved of his guilt of, for any wrongdoing he may have done because he was a teenager. And so I put this, I'm like, this is the kind of spiritual leaders that are, you know, out there and an acquaintance of mine, a friend of my brother's. Just ripped into me on on Facebook, and I <laughs> just think it's ridiculous. Yeah. So. Well, what can you do, man? Yeah. I mean, people have their opinions, and they're always going to. So. Yeah. Yep. If you, if you sat around and cared what people thought and what people said, you you couldn't exist in this world. No. If if, if that was like something that you feared and had to do, every it's day, it's so hilarious. Much, there's not enough time in the day to think. No, about but it. what the hilarious thing is, he keep he kept making references to, oh, so you're the kind of person that's teaching our kids, sure. you know? And I'm going, uh, I'm standing up saying something against the people who are hurting other people and children. Yeah. And you're gonna give me a hard time about it? Uh, whatever. <laughs> right. Um, it's too bad he doesn't know me real personally because, uh, you know. Kids are kind of my passion as far as um, teaching them, you know. I didn't mean that to sound creepy, but no, no, no. I mean, but you teach art. Yeah, you, know? you teach art. It's not like it's not like during the art class you'd be like, and that is the color wheel. Also, there is no God. <laughs> right. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah, I keep my political and my religious points of as view you should. Uh, to myself. <laughs> That, that would be funny. That would uh, be great. Okay, so the complement of red is green, and... The existential there, dread of death is setting in. There, <laughs> And there is no God. All right, class dismissed. We'll see you tomorrow. Funny. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, if uh, you've never listened to Smash and Grab Comics, we are Smash and Grab Comics, a uh, comics podcast that deals with the weird world of books uh we deal with some marvel some dc we like to talk about them mm-hmm. but we we try and specialize in a little bit more of the indie scene comics you may not know about uh for all you first-time listeners out there so uh repeat listeners thanks for listening thank you come back again come. <laughs> thank you come again we may have lost some here yeah uh but now you're back on the show the last two weeks two weeks ago uh i um just kind of ran through comics pretty quickly and our numbers went down how dare you? Then the following week was Comic Con here in Sioux Falls. We yep. had SuperCon, and you were um, working at your busy. booth. I was yes, I was at the booth. And then so I was uh, the roving reporter, um, getting I don't know people to talk to me. It's pretty funny or because not to talk to you. some of the some of the fans when I tried to get to them to talk, I'm like, hey, do you want to talk to me on my podcast? Blah blah blah. Like, no. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Oh, right then. Goodbye. Uh, it was a good time. 
Um, but again, ratings went down. So I have come to the conclusion that, John, you have to be on every episode so that we could keep our numbers up. We, hey, man, hey call. We, <laughs> we were on iTunes Top 200 yeah. and up there in the teens for yeah. a long time. We're not even on the 200 right now. Oh, man. It's all my fault. Maybe. Well, t- t- this I- this episode will tell. This is your test? Yeah. because test yes. episode? Yes, the test episode. Because if you um, are on it and you're you're on fire like you're supposed to be, oh, I mean, right. that's why I pay the big bucks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> pay me more. If we get the numbers back, we show top 20. You're going to have to throw in a couple extra bucks on that check, man. <laughs> but uh, uh, no, guys. Well, I mean, it really is up to you fans. Though. We really appreciate you guys listening. And share, share this podcast with a, a friend. Say, hey, these guys are mildly entertaining and i like to listen to them listen to them for about half an hour and then i shut it off and think about all that time i just wasted listening to those guys no <laughs> it's not a waste of time it is no, not at all. it is an hour fun. and 15 minutes usually of hilarity yeah this uh what from what i've heard from friends that have downloaded and listened they love listening to it on their car rides yeah because a lot of times uh, when you're driving yeah, especially in the state of south dakota in the midwest yeah it's a lot of flat Plain area I know. to look at. I agree. And the radio stations kind of go in and out because you're passing through different radio or different areas, different counties, and uh, there's only a certain certain distance some of those stations reach. You're sitting there scanning. Yeah. So listen to us. Yep. Uh, we'll get you through those long. So days. I just posted a photo of my microphone here yeah. um, with a action figure of Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Um, he's basically hanging onto my microphone stand. That's we awesome. need to find you a pro wrestler to attach to your stand. I was using Dwayne the Rock. Maybe I'll find a different rock. This is like Attitude Era rock. Is it? So we could probably find like a 2000s era. Because this is like 90s uh, rock where he's got the silver shades, the flat top haircut, uh, sideburns, and he's wearing a leather vest. Also, these action figures, uh, they had poppable joints. Did they? Yeah, let's see if I can get one. Ah. So so when you were like playing with them, you'd be like, submission. be like, (laughs) <laughs> I popped his elbow. I broke his elbow. He's broke. By God, he's broken in half. Uh, I, I broke my rock. Yeah. So, so like uh, that was like one of the exclusive features on these, like all oh, poppable joints when you saw them. Oh, uh, on these you WCW. Were, yeah, you know. Yeah. So hopefully that comes through. But oh yeah. Poppable joints. Oh yeah, it's picking up on the mics. Good. Sorry, I probably just clicked everybody's ears out of like. Oh, that's gonna be so high def. Their ears are going to be bleeding because I clicked the clicker. Click, 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 click. Click, clack. Don't play a little so, click, clack. Yep. All right, I'll set the rock back. I'll find a figure. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, um, what should we start with? Stranger Things was a couple weeks ago. Yeah. But did you like it? I did. I thought the art was a little subpar, but I thought the right. story they told was do it was a. Uh, um, not something essential to our to our overall experience, but I thought it was cool to extend the mythos. Uh. Uh. You know, subpar is an overstatement, really. I mean, it's not good. The art. I, I give it a little bit of a pass. I didn't think it was... I, didn't, I wasn't finding myself retching at it. I, but I, I found the quality to be of not... It's just... Professional taste. No, it's not. It's like... It's amateur to me. Which... I wish I could attest that to be like, oh, it's just a small network television thing, and like maybe they didn't have it, but it's Netflix, man. Yeah. I give Netflix so much money every year. Like, I know. So many other people do too. It, you can afford artists, like come on. Yeah. But then again, I don't. I don't blame it completely on Netflix. I also blame it on Dark Horse. Oh yeah, this is a this is a Dark Horse book. You know, Dark Horse has been the, for lack of a better word, Dark the Dark Horse, Horse yeah, of of, in, of indie publishers for a long time. Yeah. And. 
right now they don't have any like go getters in terms of the talent the talent department. You know what I mean? Mike Mignola. <laughs> Mike, how do you say his last name? Mignola. Mignola. Yeah. Yeah. You don't like him? I like him, but I don't think he exclusively works for Dark Horse. Hmm. Does he? Well, I'm pretty sure everything he puts out is on Dark Horse. Is it? Has uh-huh. it always been? I don't know. Well, he's probably the best guy they got. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> the only, and, he's um, the only guy that I could name that I know works for Dark Horse. Let's be clear here. Mike Mignola is not a gifted artist. <laughs> no. Like, <he's, laughs> that's funny because, you know I mean? because Hellboy, creator. Hellboy is so popular. But, you know, but, but you but you look, art is weird. if you look at the art, it's like you're right. It's not super great. It's weird. But yet. But he brings his own style to it. I like it, but. Yeah, it's it's definitely a style. I would uh, definitely not. I would not put Mignola in a top fifty list of greatest artists. No, I don't even think he'd make a top one hundred. No, but I like his stories. They're cool. Oh yeah, he's a uh, Mignola is a brilliant storyteller. Yeah, and he does his fucking research. Like when he wants to do a story. Oh yeah, he knows everything about it. Like, and he really focuses on World War Two, and mm-hmm. so and like mythology. Yeah, he, those stories are great. It. And that's that's the strong point of of uh um hellboy is the deep mythology and the deep-seated knowledge that mignola has of those realms my favorite um spin-off series was um um about oh my god i can't remember his name how dare you i know it's not like me at all is it no um no big beard um he was a uh he was a real life guy um the no. Sorry, I'm just gonna throw stuff. Just out. keep going. Keep going. No, he worked oh, for the Romanovs. Rasputin. Rasputin. Thank we you. Got it. We went there. We uh, there. Rasputin, right? That yeah. that book was cool because um, you know he was after some of the same things that Hitler was. Right. Um, so Very into the occults. Right. Uh, so yeah, Stranger Things that yeah, came out came out okay. two weeks ago. Um, I don't know. I liked it because it showed us where what was going on with will with will and you saw where will was during the events of the first season right especially like when the phone's ring in and the mom is convinced it's will and then the phone burns in her hand um you saw it really was will talking through his walkie-talkie yeah uh that's cool well yeah it gives us the unanswered questions to season one and episodes in season one and storyline season one and i think it's cool again it's not essential but it is nice to expand the mythos and give us the untold story within the story of season one. Which I'll be, is, is cool. I'll, I'll be, I'll be reading the next one. Absolutely, I, I'm a, I'm a fan of Stranger Things. I love the show, and I, I think uh, if I didn't, if I didn't love the show so passionately, yeah, this book would definitely probably be like not something I would continue on. Yeah, but I, I love the show so much that I will give the art a pass because the story is good. I'm usually not a fan of licensed comic books, you know, mm-hmm. like. Stranger Things. Um, Yeah, I'm just usually like, I want original content stories. I mean, and yes, this is an original story, but, you know, it's it's a spinoff from a TV show. And I'm usually not a fan of that. But this one caught my attention. Like, Sons of Anarchy. Uh, Those comics are good. Were they? I've never even touched one. Because there's a lot of history and a lot of stuff they can do. And um, those comics were good. Because I discovered the show, and then I went I went to read the comics. I think we talked about this mm-hmm. in an episode one time. Yep. The comics are are, are, are worth it. Oh, okay. Maybe so I'll pick up a those. maybe I'll pick up a graphic novel or a trade. Yeah, I think I picked up like a silver foil cover. Yeah. And it had like the Suns logo on it. I was yeah. Like, this is badass. Yeah. So. 
That was cool. Uh, new stuff this week. Uh, Black yeah. Blackbird by Image. Sam Black hum- Sam Humphreys, Jen Bartel. Um, Tyler doesn't like it. Uh, no, it's, it's not that I don't like it. I oh, just sorry. I just wasn't really uh, cool. captured by like just like oh I gotta get the next one. You jive in with that I day? I will say that I probably won't continue reading it. It no. didn't catch me that. I thought that. It was good. I thought this was uh, um, like a Harry Potter for a um, uh, modern modern woman modern female yeah that's kind of how it felt it's got a little bit of harry potter a little bit of um uh saga a little bit of uh wicked and divine Um, saga i got the most out of it you know um i liked it so just for a background for our listeners who haven't heard of it um this girl has a connection to the magical realm and she has an incident when she's a kid and the magic beast thing, I don't know what you'd call it, um, makes everybody forget, but somehow she doesn't forget. Yeah, when she was a little girl, she dreamt of an earthquake, and she like kind of foresaw an earthquake was going to happen. Her, yeah. whole, her whole family didn't believe her. And then the day came when the quake hit, and she was ready. And right before she was about to be crushed by this bridge, this giant, crazy, tiger, antler, beasty, blue thing, magical beast. Yeah. Uh, jumped out of nowhere and saved her and then everybody saw it but then you know it was like forget 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 yep so it uh told everybody to forget everybody forgot but her so she remembered this uh for 10 years and the story takes place now 10 years later picks up where she's just been sludging her way through life because she believes now or she's seen this magical world which she believes that she belongs in yeah so she's not trying in real life because now. of that earthquake her dad it was discovered her dad wasn't at home in the middle of the night. So he was out with somebody else. Uh, because of that, her mom apparently, I don't know how it ties in, but if it wasn't for that fighting, the mom wouldn't have gotten the car accident she got in. Yeah. Um, they go through really quick. It's really snap, yep. snap. Yep. I didn't mind that. I thought that was okay. Yeah, we don't need that yeah, deep background. We just need to know. wasted a whole like three or four pages on that, the exposition. But I thought that was quick exposition yeah, it was liter- to get you into the character. It was literally so. two panels. Yeah. And then they show them at the funeral and then um yeah, and then it's just the two sisters living together. Um the one that feels she's part of the magical world is constantly thinking about it and she's taking um illegal uh prescription pills to relax about it, you know, cause she's so I think she's just <clears throat> excuse me. She's just so on edge about living in what we call the real world, the grown-up world. Of get a job and go to school and be this and try and make your way and uh, find who you are in life. And she knows who she is. It's just nobody believes that that world exists but her, this magical world. She believes that she belongs there. Yeah. And that's why she's just kind of coasting through life working as a bartender. Yep. And um, the story kind of goes so, along. And, so know. this is the part where, for me, I kinda, it kind of lost me. Oh, really? Where there's a guy at the bar hitting on her. Yeah. Um, and she doesn't want anything to do with him. She goes out back to scoop up garbage back into the garbage can. And um, she happens to come across a bracelet that is a magical bracelet, and then she happens to find a gem that goes in it, and and then she puts that together, and it's the guy from the bar. But he's like a god. You know, he's a magician or something. You know, and she's just like... Okay, he's a paragon, by the way. That's what they're called in this book, Tyler. (laughs) 
And she's like, I knew it. I knew you were, I, I knew this was real. And she's freaking out. She goes, I was right. And then it turns out that they were there for her sister and not her. I mean, maybe. Spo- you don't really even know. Spoiler. The, they took her sister, right? Well, he didn't. That giant creature came out of nowhere. Aren't they, aren't they all connected? I don't know. This is only issue number one. I don't have all the answers, man. Okay. I'd say stick around for issue number two. She's like... Look at the beautiful cover on issue number two. Okay. Let me flip to the... Oh, that is... No, no, no. no, That's not it. Wait. Oh, 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 that is cool. That's badass. Tell me me that's not going to be on your But then her cat from ten years ago shows back up with the third eye in the middle of its forehead. uh, What's wrong with it? Going, meow. Don't believe your eyes, Nina. (laughs) It's like, Sharpie, but you should be dead. You didn't like it? I don't know. Uh... I guess I can't say it's bad. I, maybe it's just not for me. I think this targets a more female crowd. Yeah. I think it has more of a female vibe to it, to it for a book. Yeah. I will. I will read the next one just to see what happened with that creature that took her sister. She was pissed. She's like, "It was supposed to be me." <laughs> you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. Right. I liked it. I thought it was cool. I thought it was a, a really cool take on the whole um, tired magic order vibe you know like because there's a lot of magic books out there now and there's a lot of speaking of which uh the magic order i got in my pile here stellar we'll talk about it here in a little while yes but, um, i think this blackbird book is trying to not reinvent the wheel but i think that's also something we say a lot but um i think it's trying to at least break new ground in the whole magical mystical world books because mm-hmm. it's always about this chosen one and you know this chosen mm-hmm. one doesn't think they're that and they grow up poor and they finally get picked and chosen to go to the mystical magical land and now they're the god among men yep in this book i like the juxtaposition the the um she thinks that she belongs there and she's like got this entitlement to herself so she's not trying in the world and then all of a sudden her sister gets picked up to go to this magical world and she doesn't yeah so now it's like what the hell yeah so I like that. On now she's like trying to fight to get to this. I've ne- place. the the creature that picked her up though. I didn't get a menacing vibe from it. No, um, but there's got to be some reason and some connection between her and her sister on why her sister would get poofed into the magical realm and she wouldn't. And uh, I think that's what's intriguing to me. And uh, I liked the art. I think the art was really stunning. I don't think it lends itself well to motion. Um, no, it was, like, it was static. The, the the art is is very static, but static in a beautiful way. Yeah, like, the characters' faces are all gorgeous. Yeah, the, the creature art is beautiful. Um, anything that is standing still looks like it's very elegant. But um, action in this book is not well defined in terms of its art, artistic style. I the will. Action, s- the action suffers a little bit. Yeah, but uh, that's not a bad thing. It's just I think that's the, the strong suit of this person's art is. Definitely. As the sisters are arguing right, as the sisters are arguing right before the creature shows up, they both have this magical emblem appear on their foreheads. Uh-huh. Both of them do. Uh, so it tells me that they're both connected to this world somehow. somehow you know, mm-hmm. my guess is during the earthquake thing ten years ago, she was probably getting those vibes from her sister. Is my guess is why she thought it was so real because she was feeling it from her sister, and her sister wasn't perceiving it at all. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I, I definitely want to check out more. It's called Blackbird. It's issue number one. It's from Image. Um, I think this is a great book. I think uh, there's a lot of potential here. And Well, I think you're an idiot. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> no. That's yeah, fine. no, no, just kidding. Uh, it, very stunning cover. It was very I love, cool. I love, I love the look of it. I love pop art. Uh, so these, you know, 
pinks and blues and purples are very cool. I'm a huge fan of that type of art. And when I do digital, I really lean towards neon type colors. Uh-huh. Uh, cause they just, they have a certain, you know what I mean? They're just so snappy and like, they're just boom in your face. Well, like I'm really into it. Jackson Pollock right now. So I've been painting like him with splattering and dripping, but I've been using neon colors. See, and I never to, understood the Pollock thing. And to, and that's what I'm trying to do is try to understand where he was coming from and why he made paintings the way he did. And for me, it's, it's, um, all about reacting to what I just did. So if I lay down one mark or one color, okay, what do I want to do next to go with it? So for me, it's not necessarily envisioning what's going to look like in my mind. It's, it's basically just the, the journey, you know, of doing it, going, going, okay, what's going to go with this color next and what shapes? I want to create some drips here because you're not touching a brush to the canvas. Right. You're literally just making your right. paint paint so thin that you can just put a brush over it and it'll just drip or okay. spray on it. And I've never understood the Jackson Pollock thing. And I've watched the movie and I even after watching the movie, I'm like, how is this supposed to make? Like, I, what? Yeah, huh? but yeah, but Ed Harris is awesome. I, I love Ed Harris, but... It, it gave me no perspective into what this guy was even really. What? Well, he was a drunk, so who knows? <laughs> yeah, I mean, he was drunkard. Uh, he was always drunk. Yeah, uh, but like, I just think it's my 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 point paying, is that I'm trying well. to you know get into the mindset of what he was doing and why he was doing it, but then I'm using neon colors because I like those better. Yeah. You know. Okay. Rather than your regular color wheel. Yeah. So. Dead Rabbit, also image. Yes, uh, okay. lots of image this week. For me, this was way better than Blackbird. Um, I guess two different, two drastically different books. Yeah. Uh, I would say Blackbird is definitely a teen book. You know, you can yeah. get a young adult fantasy. Yep. Uh, Dead Rabbit is hard R. Yeah, this Rated is Jerry, Jerry Duggan, John McRae, uh, and Mike Spicer out on image. Love the cover. It's got a... Very menacing character with a black mask and red X's over his eyes, little uh, newsy ball cap, and a big old brass knuckle with blood on it. Yep. Dark. Uh, love the cover very green much. Green cover with a yellow title looks great. I love the logo for Black Rabbit. the The bees are shaped like a dead rabbit, <laughs> yes. with a bullet hole in its head. It's kind of weird. No, I love it. It's cool. Um, the artwork is cool. It's very dark. It's very gritty. Gritty. The artwork in here reminds me of Dark Horse comic, but it get, it's on image, I guess. Well, I mean, this was the quality that Dark Horse was producing, you know, and like I don't know where the quality dropped off. To, yeah. You know, so. Um, so this is a basically about a um, a hitman. Well, not really a hitman. A masked vigilante. He was a vigilante. He would steal from everyone. good, yeah, anyone and everyone. Um, Bad, good. Yeah. It doesn't matter. I don't know if I'd call him a vigilante. He was just a thief. Personal gain. Yeah. I mean. And then just out of the blue, it just ended. His career just ended, and nobody knows where he went. Disappeared. They think that he made off with millions, and they show him. Uh, his wife is uh, watching TV, and she's like, uh, hey, they're talking about you on TV again. It's one of those where are they now things. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so he goes, whoever guessed wiping his ass standing up because his hemorrhoids are butt-fucking him to death wins the big prize. Uh, giant fo- that giant was one-page shot of him wiping his butt. That was weird. It was funny, though. I, I like that. It's just a, like a, You're just like, you're like that badass dude is like in pain in the bathroom trying to wipe his butt. Yeah, it humanizes the character a little bit. Yeah. 
Um, she goes, I'll turn it up so you can hear it. He's in the shower, and he goes, please don't. No, please don't. Uh, but yeah, I mean, this is the anniversary of the of Dead Rabbit and him disappearing. Yeah. Anniversary. So every year they come up with a new story about where is he, where is he gone to. And then, uh, so it's, the first few pages are kind of like everybody throughout the city watching it and hearing it. It was even on in, like, the prison and stuff and, like, just different things like that. So it's kind of fun to see. Um, Where he's actually at, you know. Yeah, he's at home wiping his butt. And then, uh, and then uh, he's like, how much did we steal now? And she goes, 10 million. <laughs> so the, the amount that is rumored that they stole keeps going up. Yep. Um, and anyway, so he's not telling his wife that he's back doing his or he's starting up his uh criminal activity again um well, yeah it doesn't even really show that it's just um for a second there it goes back and just um he talks about the news story saying like yeah you know that um, they make the 90s sound a lot more fun because yeah, that's when he was doing this crime ran was in the 90s yep and then um he says yeah the, the news makes it seem like i had a much better time in the 90s but then there, there's like this two two pitch spread it's very sin city-esque that goes to a little flashback no explanation on what is going on here but i guarantee you we'll come back to it but it's the dead rabbit chasing down this guy and beating him and then all of a sudden it's just you know over and he just says it was a rough time you know? yeah so his wife is disabled would be my guess why he gave up what he was doing so yeah, he could take like care of her might have like palsy or something yeah, so I was wondering maybe he was doing what he was doing to make money to pay for her medical care. Maybe. But... We don't um, know that yet. Yeah. But yeah, it's, uh, this next page is him trying to feed her vegetables, and yeah. she's like, no, sick of vegetables. And he's like, just eat them. And he goes... You, and you and she goes, you're a shitty cook. <laughs> Guilty as charged. Um, but then he says he's going to go and... Um, play golf. Play golf. And she says, okay, enjoy your tea time, have fun. You know. He makes a big deal out of these golf clubs when he digs them out of the closet. And then as soon as he gets outside, um, the uh, word boxes say he hates lying to her and he hates golf. Yeah, he's, I hate golf. So uh, what he's trying to do here is he's trying to uh, make it look like he a couple times a week goes golfing so that he can get away. Yep. Uh, really what he's doing here is he's going to his daytime job at a – like a Walmart. It is. A, it is definitely a Walmart. They call it the Mart. Yep. But it's even got like the Walmart's little price logo, right. Kind of thing on the. It's 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 a Walmart s place, and he's a greeter. He just greets people, and he's like, "This is my own personal hell." Yep. <laughs> but he he's he got this job because he thought he could case the place and steal cash. Yep. But it's the modern day. And it's era. all cards. Everybody use cards now, so he's like, "There's no cash there." Steal cash. This, I can't. I can't take any cash. No cash. Everybody uses cards, and then. Uh, he's trying to scope the place out for rich people, but it's like a Walmart. There's no rich people. So he's like, I better make the best of it and just earn a paycheck while I'm there. Like, whatever. So What the what the fun part is, is he spots a customer with a shopping cart full of stuff that you would use to uh, get rid of a body. Yep. Um, a, a saw, clippers, a gas mask, like cement. Yep. Uh, Look like a Drano esque or bleach. I mean, yep. He's like uh, looking in this guy's cart, and he's like another scumbag getting rid of a body. Yep. And rookie murderers search for the web for how to dispose of a body, then they try to memorize it and walk in here. Maybe I wouldn't notice if they tried to hide their purchases by taking a couple trips, but they don't. I know. Two days. They just buy it all at once. Yep. So uh, this guy comes up to the register, and he asks. So uh, he gets rid of the the clerk at the register so that he can wait on the dude. Yeah, he can ring this person up. And then he's he trying to be smart and discreet about it. He rings up the items. 
And then the guy tries to pay cash, and he's like, oh, can't take cash. This is Maria's register. Can't open it up for her. Don't want to mess up her drawer. Uh, card, please. Cart. And, and then he asks for the ID. Like, ID. And then he, the guy, right before he hands him the ID, he's like, he starts he starts to hand me this license, but stops. He's not quite as dumb as uh, he looks, but he keeps his ID, but I saw his address. He's five minutes from here. So the guy asks for his money back. He doesn't want to put it down on his card. And then he was like, fuck this place. I'm out of here. He's like, yeah, I hear you. That's what I hear. That's what I always say, too. Thanks for coming in. Yeah, he's like <laughs> he's like super cheery to the yeah. dude. And then he's like, and see you soon. Yeah, so, so um, now he's back to his old activities. Yep, with um, the dead rabbit mask stored in the trunk with the golf clubs. Yep. Um, this is the part where I, did, I didn't quite understand how the guy in the house heard him, you know, cause he got a knife out before dead rabbit actually entered the house. I'm sure, uh, he made some sort of noise. Um, cause he's, um, cause I mean, there is one word bubble there that, you know, he drives up to the house, yeah. he gets his stuff on, he walks up to the house, he parks down the road, he stands at the tree line and observes, he comes down and then right as he enters the house, he says, my knees wobble. That means that means he probably made like a noise, like a uh, or something. He doesn't say that inherently in the book, but I would say you know, he says my knees wobble. Last chance to turn back. Well, anyway, this the guys noticed the shadow of dead rabbit on the, or this guy in, in this house. Yeah, the guy that was trying to buy the all the uh, uh, things for getting rid of a body is standing there. He's got a kitchen knife in his hand. And he's ready to um, take on the intruder, but dead rabbit gets the best of him. Yeah, he puts on his brass knuckles, and right before he's about to open this uh, cellar door where all these locks are, the guy jumps at him with a knife, but he knew he expected that. So he has his brass knuckles, he punches the guy in the wrist, which I love that move. I think that's a great, like, tactical, like, oh, you, out. you can't hold anything. Your handle automatically open. Yeah, so he punches the guy in the wrist with a brass knuckle, which, ouch, first off. Yep. And uh, neutralizes him with a throat chop. Yep. Chop. <laughs> that's like Austin Powers' judo chop. <laughs> that's great so he neutralizes him with that and then um he finally decides to look into the cellar but he's course, like who's stinking up your crawl space girlfriend dad is your mom a skeleton in the bathtub <laughs> yeah. and all of a sudden a shot comes down from the stair like a like a, a gunfire comes Kaboom. down from the and there's another guy there and he's like oh shit he has a partner and this guy instantly recognizes the dead rabbit yep and he's like oh my god Jesus tap dancing Christ it's you it's the dead rabbit yeah he's like he's scared you know and then he's like luckily my reputation precedes me gives me a chance so he punches through the banister grabs his ankle and flips him over and flips him and then uh, as that guy tumbles down the stairs knocks himself out um, he decides to beat the ever living piss out of this guy on the floor with the broken banister so he beats him up and he opens the cellar door and what we see here is a really really well drawn disgusting scene of these women who are uh, probably sex trade yeah uh, you know being sold as slaves they're living in this basement and there's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds maggots and flies of fly traps yep to keep the to keep the fly paper that's hanging from the ceiling so it's really gross and there's just there's disgusting living conditions all over this place so he decides to turn around he's like change of plans both of these guys need to die yeah so he's like because right before this he was saying they don't need to die. They haven't seen my face. But he's like, change of plans. These guys are disgusting. I need to kill them both. So he kills the one guy with the uh, banister. And then uh, it doesn't show him killing the other guy, but I'm assuming he broke his neck from just falling down the stairs. Yeah. Uh, 
calls the cops. He, you know, cop, what is your emergency? He's like, come see. He drops the phone. There's a GPS and all that. As he's driving away, uh, the, he sees the cops kind of flying by down the road, and they're not going to stop him. They just got called for 911. So. Yep. Um, he gets home. He says, sorry, I'm late. How are you feeling? Talking to his wife. She says, you don't smell like beer. You smell like sweat and blood. You were working. That was a that's a quick jump because he's not close to her yet. Hey, she's she's been around him for a long time. So, yeah. Uh, at least you know as far as we know. But uh, you know she gives him the stern look like Martin. And he's like, look, I took a I took a couple odd jobs, nothing crazy. You know I I need this money because this year we've uh, we haven't hit our deductible yet and the card's maxed out. So he's talking about medical bills and things like that. And then uh, he's telling her that he greets down at the mart. He's a greeter. Yeah. She's like, oh, really? Because you're bleeding. Yeah, there's blood dripping down his arm and to his hand. She, yeah, she's like, you out stealing? He's like, oh, my God, no. It doesn't matter what I did. I don't even know why I'm doing it. And then uh, she's getting, you know, more and more upset with him about the consequences of today's modern world where there's cameras and it's not like it used to be where he could just run around and no one would, you know, everybody has a camera in their pocket now. It's a cell phone. Right. Um, but as she's saying this and trying to, you know, ream him she just has a spasm a fit a seizure yeah and everything kind of stops and he grabs her megan no calls this calls the 911 what's your emergency my wife's having a seizure and then um as he's trying to help her off the floor we cut to like a mob boss scene yeah like it's a kind of a group of uh shady guys sitting around a big desk your classic godfather look yeah the they've heard that uh dead rabbit's back yep they heard that the dead rabbit is back and this guy has had money stolen. The biggest score Dead Rabbit ever scored was from this mob boss. And they're like, and he wants his the money girls back. that this guy rescued. Uh, that's where they got the information. They said the girls identified the mask. Yep. And they picked the mask out of the lineup. Yep. Uh, so they showed, they went and showed these girls a bunch of masks, and that's the one. And it's Dead Rabbit. That's so, too bad. So uh, now this guy is back in, and the Dead Rabbit's old old ways are coming back and coming back to haunt him coming back to bite him so uh, a very cool dark gritty crime book it's called dead rabbit i hope Um, his wife doesn't die i hope so too that would be awful like we just (laughs) met her you know and you feel sorry for her you're like oh she's in a wheelchair and then you're like and then she has the seizure and you're like oh my god she's you've you've killed her dude by your by your lying to her and she's all stressed and then she has this seizure yeah so, uh, really, really strong start for this book. Yeah. Uh, this is everything, like, you want out of a number one issue. Oh, yeah. You want action, you want comedy, you want heart, you want good art, you want grit, you want crime. I mean... We got the... We got a good backstory of him in a couple pages, couple which pages. is great. We didn't need a whole issue. You got a, a good sense of the character, uh, his um, moralistic back and moralistic seesaw that he kind of rides yeah. between good and bad, you know. He's more good than he is bad, but he can be your worst nightmare if you give him a reason. Yeah. So, uh, very cool. I really like this. This is a great debut issue from these guys. Uh, Jerry Duggan, John McRae, and Mike Spicer, Dead Rabbit, number one from Image. Awesome. Yeah, I liked it a lot. Yep, definitely continuing number two. Yep. So, did you read? Did you read Die, Die, Die? I didn't get a chance to. That's the one I was I was wondering what I was missing this week. I didn't get a chance to read Die, Die, Die. Hey. Still good? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I really liked it. I love this book. It got... It got um, pretty cool because the brother okay one of the brothers died on the rooftop yeah, yeah, yeah. and the other brother brother cut his nose off to, to take look like to, to look like him yeah right and no one's noticed yet well nope because they put the nose back on and the doctors were like um they're like well we had to do some skin graft 
because it didn't quite fit right. Well, it's just, you know, it's not the right, <laughs> it's not the right nose. Uh, and then the the lady who runs this program and the creepy old dude, yeah, they're going to this sex party. Oh, great. Where, you know, it's one of these um, eyes wide shut things where sure. they wear masks white masks, you know. Yeah. yeah. Um, what, is it, what, what even happened to that movie? I don't know. I tried to, I think I've watched that movie like three times. I still don't know what happened. No, me it's either. Weird. Yeah, and it doesn't even go into what happens in here. They just go to this party and then like... The old man goes to this really sexy woman, and the the lady of this character, she goes to this buff man, and she looks back at the old man, and she goes, you're gross. And then he goes, takes one to no one. <laughs> it's funny. Uh, but, okay, so we're uh, trying to figure out, um, how do I put this? I don't know. I don't know. How do you put it? Okay, this guy was... Um, I don't even know. It's, was the uh, book good? Yeah. Oh, yeah. The book's very good. Fabulous. The, I, but I read it like Wednesday, and oh, yeah. now it's I'm kind of forgetting. Now, sure, yeah. No, I get you. I get you. But anyway, it's so covered it before. Yeah. So the brother with the new the new nose on, um, the imposter. He keeps making mistakes because he doesn't know everything about his brother. Right. So. Um, People are picking up on it. She goes, yeah. Well, his girlfriend is because because oh. he's going. Well, he has to look at her ID. He digs through her purse and finds out her name is Jennifer Kwan. And then and then she goes, "Did we move into a new place while I was gone?" She goes, "Very funny." Uh, so like, she, he's just not getting or understanding um, everything that's going on. He's making little mistakes, and she finally um, picks up on it by the end of the book calls and him calls him out. She, well, she attacks him. Oh. Yeah, and she says, uh, what did you do with my boyfriend? Dang. Dang. got all them, those kung fu jitsu moves. Yep. That's awesome. So can't die, wait die, die. Can't wait till he admits to her that he killed her boyfriend, who is also his now twin brother. Gonna, then they're going to fight, fight, fight. Yep. There will be some resolution, resolution, resolution. Yeah, so there is a, another section of this book that, you know, it's kind of a side story that I didn't really get into because you'd have to then have talk to, about the. Did it have to deal with the main storyline? Um, it's kind of a second storyline of oh, cool. of um, one of the okay the director of this operation that's been yeah, going yeah, yeah. on. She um, has another man in the field okay. that um, she pulled out of. Um, so tr- he pulled him out of trouble because he had in war he caught one of his uh, superiors raping women or Ooh. children, and Ooh. so he. He punched him so hard in the nuts he died. I mean, as one does. Uh-huh. As one will do. Well, anyway, he was in some serious trouble for that. So she pulled his ass out of the fire for that, and she's been using him as a uh, an assassin, a hired gun. As well, her right-hand man. Yeah, and so now she's, now, used, for me. now she's using him to rank, bring in these brothers. So. Cool. That's so, a nice little backstory there. There's a little backstory there, yeah. That's but cool. it's just kind of a... Yeah, and uh, Die, Die, Die is not for the faint of heart. It is a gruesome, very bloody, very violent, very vicious, dark comic comedy book. By Robert Kirkman. Robert Kirkman. And he does not hold back during this book. No, this is his... Uh, be as gross as he can be. I think it's just a love letter to... Um, Horror. A love letter to um, those 
80s action movies of yore. You yeah. Know, a little bit of kung fu. Like, you know, Quentin Tarantino's love letter to the action genre was Kill Bill. Yep. This is. This uh, to me feels like Kill Bill. Yeah. This is definitely Robert Kirkman's love letter to the action genre. It's got. It's got guns, it's got ninjas, it's got martial arts, it's got, you know, everything, hitmen and uh, poop humor, you know. Yep. <laughs> so it's, it's, I mean, it's issue number one, bag, issue yeah. number one, we watched a dude get his nose cut off. On, like, page three. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's not for the faint of heart. It is It is just falls to the wall, grindhouse, like crazy. And then uh, there was also, um, what's the other book he's doing right now that we both like? Um, Kirkman? Yeah. The, dead? No, Gideon, not Gideon Falls, but um, the one with Parallel Worlds. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, Oblivion Song. Duh. Oblivion Song, yeah. Duh. So that's his sci-fi book. He's got his horror that's book. That's his serious one. Yep. And he's got his Walking Dead. He's got Walking Dead. And, and he's got his action one. He's got his action one. I'm waiting for a new superhero one. I miss um, Invincible. Invincible. Yeah. yeah, I was a big fan of that. I'm sure Robert Kirkman's a busy guy. No. <laughs> Running Image Comics. Oh. No. Okay. Oh. Did you read Walking Dead? Yeah. Speaking of Robert Kirkman, uh, let's get into this. We got the princess cover. Yeah. Uh, I got mine Bill St. Kevich or whatever. Bill St. Kevich. Yeah. The, the character covers and it's a princess cover. I love it. Yeah, I do too. Um, so we pick up right when the governor and Rick get back to the Commonwealth and there's a riot there's going a riot on. And Because of the police violence. Yeah. So uh, if we remember from the last issue... Uh, Michonne gets involved because it's someone she thought was her friend who's doing the attacking. Yeah. You just, you're going to so take I, the rock? I just, just want to play with him. You took, took the rock right away from my uh, mic stand there. Well, yeah, because he's so cool. I, I've already, I don't have my book here, so I can't look at it with you. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> anyway, Michonne then has to, after she she herself gets beat up in this, she then has to defend these people. Mm-hmm. She's been kind of tasked with defusing the situation after it's all Done. Tuckered down because uh, Mercer moved in with military force and they all shot their guns in the air, saying this is this ride is over. Yeah. You know, no more unless you want to just get gunned down. Yep, they it's done. Turn this ride into a complete massacre. So she does the whole um, court trial, and um, I broke his arm. <laughs> so basically, uh, I think she won. Yeah, it doesn't I mean, really say. Uh, there's a two-page spread of just her testimony. Yeah. I really liked that because it showed. Uh, We've always seen Michonne as the stoic, uh, quiet, assassin badass. Yeah. We've never seen how smart she is in terms of intellectual. Yeah, and here she says, um, well, she finishes her thing, and then the judge goes, well, well said, counselor. I will consider your remarks as I make my decision on whether or not we will go to trial. Yeah, I don't think it's over yet. The other guy says, "Um, if I may, Your Honor, I'd like to speak again. He goes, that's not how this works. Court is adjourned. (laughs) But I... I like that because that's true. You get your side, they get theirs, no rebuttal, that's the end. If yep. you didn't put it in your opening statement or your statement for, yep. the, for the courts, yep. it's too bad, so sad, see you at trial. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, she's starting to feel um, kind of bad after the whole thing because she feels like she sold her soul to live there. Yeah. Because, um, you know, she didn't want to defend these guys because she felt they were in the wrong. Um, but to live when... But to live where they put her and to be with her daughter, yep. she kind of has to protect this idea of society. Because let's let's face it, I mean, uh, these people, they'd mention it later, these people live under boot. They know they live under boot. And if they're not 
well-to-do citizens, or you know, then they'll just get kicked out of this commonwealth. So that it's more of an idea of society than it is an actual society. Yeah, it's not quite there yet. Right. Um, they're all there, but they all know it's it's more of an authoritarian thing. Yeah, and then we have uh, Eugene. Um, he comes across a railroad um, engine, and he wants to fix it and basically start the railroad up again so to travel cool. between communities. And the people of the Commonwealth, even the girl that he initially made contact with over the radio, she's like, I don't know. Are you going to be able to do this? This will take years. Like, I'll be able to do it. I can do it. I think there should have been a great there should have been a great line of like I got nothing but time like you know what I mean because there's nothing else to do. Yep. <laughs> but um, I lo- I love that idea of Eugene trying to get the railroad back and up and running. Yep. Because I mean, this it just shows the advancements this book has made in terms of time and in terms of scope and like where we could go from here. We could get. We could get some some semblance of the old world back. Yeah. And we could really see. When he's right, though, I mean, it'd be safer if they could travel by rail car and just get from community to community. Over, yeah. Just no no problem. Nothing could stop it. Nothing yeah. could stop a train car. Um, the next spread, though, um, basically, um, Lance is getting his ass chewed out because while the governor was gone, he was. What a riot happened? Well, he was in charge <laughs> while this riot went down. Um, and then she's kind of pacing back and forth in front of the window, and she goes, oh, my God. And she runs outside, and only to find that Rick is out there helping clean, clean up. up. And this makes her look really bad yeah, because – like, what the fuck? Because <laughs> to her, leaders don't do this. Right. They have – There's societal There's societal classes here. And she's out there going, what are you doing? And he goes, um, helping. She's mad. Yep initially but then she decides she better help so she doesn't look stupid and then her daughter's like mom what the fuck are you doing her son was it a son yeah she's oh. got that shitty ass son oh yeah 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 her he's son a, he's a prick yeah yeah he's like what are you doing we don't do this stuff you're helping don't we have people for that anyway i like it because it shows that this character is coming a coming to rick's side because she smiles and she's like it's it's the right thing to do like, we should be doing this like, i think she's i i don't think that's genuine i think I she's think saying it in front of her worker people because she felt she had to do it because rick is out there doing it i think she's coming over to his side i hope so I, in my opinion i don't think this is i think walking dead is too smart to get to get into another governor-esque character. You yeah. Know what I mean, yep. like we did, we've already seen that. Like we don't need to do it again. And Walking Dead does a really good job of not treading over stomped on ground already. Yeah. Retreading old ground. Yeah. Um, I we've never really seen the same type of villain. We've never really seen the same type of um, uh, uh, conflict. It's always advancing and moving. It's always and, something new. Yeah. And I, I don't think this character is so one-dimensional. But that's just me. I hope not. I don't think she is. Uh, and then we see Dwight. He's getting pissed because everybody that was involved in the riot is up eating at the restaurant and all stuff. And him and the other lower cast people, they're cleaning up the mess. And he's, he's like, feels, we didn't, yeah, we didn't cause this shit. This Why is, are we shoveling this it up? Is, this is bullshit. Yeah. Um, so then um, we hear uh, or we see Princess sleeping with the black dude. I can't remember his name. Mercer. Mercer. He's uh, one of the guards. He's the of, captain of the guards. Of the, the of the squad, Commonwealth, right? yeah, the stormtroopers, if you want to call them. Yeah, he, um, they go back and forth. He goes, she goes, I've had a lot of sex, and he goes, huh, I've definitely had a lot of sex. <laughs> Almost like they're trying to prove that, like, it's okay if they just want to sleep together, you know. And 
she said, it's it's fine if it was a one-night stand. So if it's casual, that's what I figured. It's fine. And then he goes, I don't want this to be casual. She goes, oh, good. I didn't want it to be either. Yeah. I like their dynamic. They're fun. And she's a great character. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it's just a fun, uh, calm moment right in the middle of the book. Or almost do it near the end of the book, excuse me. Just uh, trying to get away from the drama. Right. Uh, Rick comes back to – well, first Rick runs into a couple people that want to come back with him to uh, Hilltop – no, Alexandria. Yeah, he's walking back to his uh, his homestead at the Commonwealth where yep. he's kind of being put up for the night while he's staying there. And these people walk by and they say, you're Rick, right? You run Alexandria. He's like, yeah, that's me. And they're like, yeah, we saw you cleaning up every day you were out there. That's so great. Thank you so much. Uh, you got room for a couple more people? And he's like – um, I mean, we don't have like. He goes compared to this place, Alexandria isn't that great. And he yeah, goes, he's like, we don't have all the stuff you guys. And they're have. like, don't let surface details fool you. Right. So, which is another sign of what we were just talking about, as far as being all the people being under, you know, the governor's they're on boot. A ladder. Yeah, they're on a ladder it's a caste system. Just you know, a lot of these people are on the lower rung. Yep, they want to be. And, you know, Rick gives them a really nice thing before they even say that. He's like, everybody's, you know, everybody does their part. Yeah. So. Rick gets back to his place, though, walks in, and Dwight's sitting in there. In the dark. In the dark, being all creepy with his Jesus with Christ. his burnt-up face. <laughs> Imagine that, walking in and seeing Dwight's face. Like, oh, shit! What the fuck is that? Because <laughs> it's, all, it's all scabby it's and all shit. And, yeah. Sorry, man. It's just your face. I mean, sorry. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, Dwight, he's uh, he's got a plan. Um, he likes his place full of potential. Um he wants to. Um, he wants to stay. He wants. To, he thinks he can do some good there. And Rick, though, he has this almost Negan esque idea to like take the place over. He wants to. He's like, I couldn't rule the saviors because they're too unruly. And but these people, I can. I can help these people. Like I can run this place. And, and Rick's like, just stop. Yeah, because it's not the same situation at all. Whereas the saviors um, needing Dwight to do it was a way of getting rid of the Negan complex they all had. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because they were all like, "I'm Negan, I'm Negan, I'm Negan," and yeah. he wanted, "Okay, let's get somebody new in charge." Dwight was the first pick, but Dwight didn't feel he could do it. Yada yada. We're bit, we're here now, and Dwight's like, "I can do it with these people." Yeah, and it's not what Rick wants at all. Well, so that's why Rick's like, uh... Well, Dwight's trying to play this backdoor politics and make a play. Like, yeah. He's like, I want to, like, rule these people. I can I can, I can, can be the leader here. Yeah. And it's like, dude, no. What are you doing? Like... No, we're trying to make... Friends. Like, we're trying to make friends. Right, yeah, right. We're not trying to take these people over. Yeah, so Rick is irritated that, it, that Dwight just doesn't get it. Yeah, and I like how it ends here because it's like Rick and Dwight are about to get into a very large... Fight, arguments. and they have been for a long time. Rick and Dwight have not, have never really ever been on the same page. No, because he couldn't trust Dwight. You know, being um, one of the saviors and a fucking traitor. I mean, you know, he turned on Negan. Yeah, so, I mean, you really can't say what you can and can't trust. You know, and Dwight is a ship jumper. He just, he just is a bandwagon. He's he, he goes where it. where he's gonna be um, taken care of the best. Yeah. He, he's not in everyone else's best interest. Dwight's out for Dwight no matter what. So he's always been that character. He's never he's a wild card. You never know if you can fully trust him. Yeah. But you, and usually ends up doing the right thing. But he's always just that wild card. You know, like he's always just like mm, you think he's got something up his sleeve, and I, he does. He's always got. A he's always. Be. Yeah, he's a schemer. He is. Um, are you watching the TV show right now? No. Yeah. Okay, I wasn't sure if you were keeping up with it. 
Unfortunately not. Um, I just think the TV show's not for me. I really love the comic. There's there's not much the TV show can do to make me watch it. Because now, now even Rick is leaving. Like Yeah, as much as um, we didn't like how they um, portrayed Eugene in the show. Oh, I hated it. Okay, but I think they do a great job with Dwight. Um, with Dwight in the show, he's yeah, awesome. Yeah, like the, cat, the actor, he, and the makeup. And to everything. me, he's he really fits good. what the comic book is portraying him as. Hundred percent. Yeah. The character of Eugene in the show is absolutely stupid. I is painful to watch. Just his his line delivery of the actor, or just the way the character the overall character is garbage. It's terrible. Yeah. It's absolutely terrible. I hate. I mean, even though he's done like. He's done things to redeem himself, like in the uh, show, because he's done. Currently in the show, him. he's in Negan's camp, though. Yeah, he he does. I, I won't say anything because you're watching it. I guess I'm catching up. Yeah, I'm I'm catching up on Netflix. Okay, well, with he, the the newest season eight, sure, I think. He joins Negan's camp, and then he's like a traitor for a little while. Yeah, and then later on, he does something to redeem himself, but it's just dumb. It, uh, I don't I don't like the the flippy floppy. That's not Eugene. Eugene's yeah. way smarter than that, and like. The way that they play his character is like Forrest Gump dumb. Like, yeah. Not stupid. I do like but... how they he refers to his mullet as a Tennessee flat top. Mm, <laughs> <laughs> I just don't like the way that they portray his character. From the comic book, he's a very uh, just scared individual. He yeah. Just, he's, he acts intelligent because he's scared that if he isn't, yeah. that people will but, find him useless. Yeah, because he doesn't him. have any other skills. No. So he uses his intelligence and his ingenuity and engineering and things to be useful. Yep. And that is like, and he's a character that you can relate to because he's absolutely mortified and ter- terrified that somebody will find out how to do these things better than him. And he's just like, he'll become obsolete. Yeah. But he's become an essential character in the comics. And I love the way he's portrayed in the comics. And I don't like the way he's portrayed in the show. No. So no. where I'm at in the show is that the the pastor or the father is stuck in the... Gabriel? Gabriel's stuck in the building with Negan. Yep. And they're surrounded by zombies. That's where I'm at right now. Gotcha. So... See, I stay up on the show. Yeah. I just don't watch it. Oh. Okay. I stay up on it. So that's where they're at right now, and Negan's trying. Negan just gave him a confession over um, how he wasn't able to kill his wife once she turned his real original first yeah. wife, his, what he considers his only real wife, even though he's taken many right. wives, you know. As he became, as he Negan. became Negan, uh, a tyrant. I love it. He goes uh, in the show in the recent episode. He said a line that was really good. He goes, he goes. I wear a leather jacket. I've got Lucille, and I have big balls. So I do. You know, it's just great. I was like, he's, he's perfect in that show. And uh, that I actor, love, yeah. yeah. Jeffrey Dean Morgan is spot on nailed Negan. Yeah. He is Negan. And yeah. He's just awesome at it. And uh, I, I'm really excited to see where they take that character after Rick leaves because I think that'll be a. I think that is where you're going to have to lean on for the ratings is Negan, Michonne, Daryl. Like. Those are the only characters that you can lean on for ratings right now. Uh, even Daryl is going downhill. Yeah. I mean, they just don't use him enough in the show. And That's too bad. Michonne, they're using a little bit, but it's more of a love interest with her and Rick. Yeah. And then, you know, I, I think without Rick, the show is nothing. Yeah, and I think I, what I see for the future of Walking Dead on AMC is I see a com- I see a, a, 
a combining of the shows. I see Walking Dead and Fear, Fear the Walking Dead combining to oh. one show. I haven't because a lot of people really like Fear and where it's gone, and they like those characters. And if you just bring those that audience over into Walking Dead or yeah. vice versa, you're going to introduce those audiences who maybe have never watched the other show. It'd be interesting it. to see how they connect because they're on opposite sides of the country. Right. Um, I've only watched the first couple episodes of Fear. Um, the first season of Fear is terrible. Okay, because the it budget gets, is not there, the makeup is not there. But it gets better. Uh, from what I hear, I don't watch it. Oh, I've only seen the first couple of yeah. episodes, and they were piss poor. Yeah, that's that's probably why I didn't continue on. Yeah, fear and, was really bad when it first started, but people have grown to really like it, and they've they've crossed Morgan into it. You know, they have. Yeah, I didn't know that. Morgan's in fear. Uh, okay. So I can totally see them crossing fear into walking, and walking into fear. Um, okay. Either you know, eventually it, it'll be a crossover. I thing. do like Jesus in the TV show, though. He's awesome. He's great uh, in the books. I think he's better in the books, but uh, well, he's good in the TV. Show. In the episode I just watched, the a helicopter flew over Rick, and so we don't know where that went. We don't know what's going on there, but you know, there's huge possibilities there. Where if there's a working helicopter and someone can fly it, they can maybe get above and see how far this epidemic or plague or whatever you want to call it has spread well that or at least at least have a means of traveling far distances right yep yeah absolutely there's so many things they can do but the biggest thing that amc i swear to god though if they decide to kill rick's character yeah that will be the biggest mistake they've ever made is it they decide to kill that character is it amc that doesn't want him or is it andrew lincoln doesn't want to be on the show he he's decided to uh end that's too bad because I think he's been a great Rick. Oh, 100%. He is Rick Grimes. I mean, he's awesome. He's awesome at it. Yep. What I would do if I were AMC, give Rick a reason to no longer be a part of the show. Give him a reason. Give him a reason, character-wise, story-wise, to no longer be a part of this group. Ride off into the sunset walk, on the Just horse. walk away from him. Yep, right off into the, the sunset on the horse. I can't help these people anymore. I'm, I have to leave. I have to go. They're going to have to kill him. Otherwise, Carl would go with him. I think he would just leave it, like during a night, one night. Do you and, be better, and the, the not say anything to Carl? That. The people are better off with that. One. I don't know. So, but that's my because even right now, give it, give it like if Walking Dead goes on for as long as AMC is planning it going on, yeah, more than ten years of content is what they said. They have ten years of content planned. You could call Andrew Lincoln in five, ten years when he's done doing his whatever, because I'm sure he wants to do film work. Sure. And Rick's triumphant return ten years later, like that would be man. cool. Don't kill the character; but, but, it will be a huge fucking mistake. But he's already okay. He already has a problem when he leaves um, from one community to go the other to another one of leaving his son behind. Um, you know, he's already like he doesn't like the idea of um, leaving him where he can't see him. So I just feel like him walking away would be so tough. I guess. Also, from uh, <laughs> from what we're talking about, I can't say too much more because it will wreck the show for you. No, I already know what happens. Oh, okay. Remember we had that episode where uh, yeah, yeah. Carl dies? Well, and Carl's not even there anymore. I know, but he's still there now. When's when's Rick? Uh, when does when does Andrew Lincoln leave the show after this season? After this upcoming season that airs like next Sunday. Okay, so okay, he's done for another season. Yeah, Carl's dead. All right, he is dead by that point. Yeah. All right. See, I wasn't sure at what he's point. Got the, he's got the daughter. That's not his. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's Shane's daughter. Yeah, right. <laughs> but if you, that character's totally expendable. You know what I mean? Just 
kill that character off, give reason, give Rick no more reason to be there. Yeah. Or you do something with the communities where they can't, they, you know. They just, Rick just did find another baby that he gave to Aaron. Uh, Aaron and his boyfriend, the boyfriend died. Oh, sure. And so now Aaron has this baby that he's going to take care of by his, on his own. Um, so I don't know. They do have another baby now in the, in the mix. So <laughs> just Rick Grimes finding babies. Well, he what killed, he, a, he killed a guy. And then all of a sudden he realized that there was he a baby, that there was a baby in the next room. He done killed a guy. And the guy was taking care of a baby. Yeah. What's he didn't, Rick doing? He didn't know. He didn't know. <laughs> guess he forgot to check the nursery. Yeah, I guess so. Check your nursery before you kill a guy in the house. I mean, he could be a baby daddy. He could be a baby daddy. I'm a baby daddy. He could be a father. Really? Um, I'd love to get the magic order, but uh, I'm running short on time this week. Oh. So. Well, we are at uh, an hour anyway. Yeah. So. I would say a quick, quick run through a magic order. I, very, very good. Awesome book. Yep. I hope it comes back for season two. Season two. Why did they end it? Uh, I think it's only six issues. Oh, it's, okay. This isn't in it. This is issue four. Yeah. But uh, I think we're only getting six. Okay. I do like it that they got the brother that wanted away from the whole magic community. Yeah. I do like it that he finally came back and he's. It, it looks like he's the more badass one out of all of them. Dude, uh, Magic Order is what I what Harry Potter should have been from the beginning. Um, I'm just not a Harry Potter fan, but Magic Order is bomb.com. This is like Harry Potter ra- rated R. Yeah, it means like Pulp Fiction. It's like yeah. It's really, it's just hardcore, cool. But there's not, there's none of that like Hogwarts kind no, of childish no, stuff. No, this is this is magic for adults. Yeah. This order exists to protect the world from literal world-ending things. Right. And uh, the people in this book are amazing. I like, did want to. Characters are 100 percent amazing. This is just a quick shout out for yeah. Marshall Star. Uh, it's a, uh, a guy I met at the con last week. Uh-huh. Uh Wrote this Marshall Star. He and I have been chatting since then about him coming on to talk about it. Um, so possibly next weekend. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. I've got a couple other things lined up, too, from people I met at the convention. But Marshall Star is basically um, about a Marshall that she um, is cleaning up the town. It's kind of a Western, but it looks... It looks like anime inspired. Right. It, it is drawn a lot like manga. And cool. so it's got but, a trigun feel to it. But it reads like an American book from we read left to right. Right. And so it's not it's not backwards like manga to us backwards. Not traditional uh, manga style. No, but the artwork is very manga esque. I can definitely tell he's influenced by that style. It's American anime. Yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna uh, uh next week we're gonna hopefully chat with him and awesome. see what's yeah, up. He wants to he wants to himself and I can't remember if he's the writer or the illustrator but he wants both of them on board so we're probably going to do Skype so oh yeah that'll be a, a test of our technological abilities yes of your but <laughs> but I have a mixer now alright so it'll be a lot easier that'll be sweet, sweet. it's like this big well cool well, well thanks for st- or thanks for letting me stop it short sorry I had to stop it short but uh, all the books that we talked about today are brought to you, and you can pick up at Rainbow Comics, Cards, and Collectibles in beautiful 3310 South Minnesota Avenue. That's where we're at right now. I call it Studio Rainbow. Rainbow Studio. Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Sounds like a a porn studio, really. (laughs) No, it doesn't. No. (laughs) Or you can check us out in Lincoln, Nebraska, 1501 Pine Lake Road, Suite 17. Uh, You can check us all uh, both out at rainbowcomicsandcards.com for anything and everything, books, comics, nerd stuff. 
check yeah. us out. 5,000 square feet of awesome. Yeah. Uh, call the shop for any questions, 605-338-9519. And you can also find us on uh, Instagram. Uh, We're on the gram. Smash and Grab Comics, yep. We're on the tweets. Yep. Twitter is Smash and Grab. No, it's Grab Comics, I think. I don't know what you did. You took over the Twitter. Yeah. Been Has been busy. nothing been going on there. Dude, I've been busy. Okay, so then... <laughs> I've been I've been manning Facebook and and Instagram. Sorry, uh, I got to be more active on the twatters. Yeah, get your twats out there. I'm trying. All right. Uh, so for Smash and Grab Comics, this is Tyler. I'm JP. We'll see you guys next time. Goodbye. <laughs>